Pickaxe. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast, your fortnightly home for all the latest news and reviews of the longest-running science fiction series in the world. Each episode will update you with what's happening in the world of Doctor Who. Is that not the most beautiful Doctor Who logo you have ever seen? Then we'll review an episode from Doctor Who's 60-year history, which we promise will be filled with lots of very serious discussions. This is the definition for Chumbly. Receiving a or taking a now, I was going to say, do Louis through like weird weekends with different doctors. This lady over here just got you to sign her knickers from 1986. Yeah. Does that happen often? Yeah. <laughs> not mm. as often as I'd like. <laughs> and if that's not all, we'll have guest presenters, interviews, tier lists, and more. So join us, Matt and Billy, for the review of Death from Pickaxe, a chat about the greatest show in the galaxy. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot, isn't it, for episode yeah. 69 Nice. a lot nice. going on in that one. Yeah, a lot going on. Um, episode thank- 61 Nice. 69 Nice. 69 Nice. Welcome. Uh, it's a very special day for us here. Of course, we've hit mm-hmm. that milestone. 69 Nice. Yeah. Uh, we've done it, guys. Is that where we end the podcast now? Oh, no. 69 this is, Nice. This is the start of something special, I think. Oh. From here on, okay. it's going to get really good. Um Wow. Everything else was a preamble, a warm-up, so to speak. How was 69 do we persuade onwards. people to listen to the previous 68 episodes if it starts now? Right. Um, <laughs> it's a good... Th- yeah, that's kind of like Too, bad yeah. advertising, isn't it, really? I, mm. I like to think of it as like um can't see the woods for the trees kind of scenario, um, mm-hmm. where like... You know, you can't tell that the podcast is this good because you look at each individual podcast and you can't quite pick out why yeah. they should listen. But there's such a weight of them now that they can't see that that's the case. So they presume that the podcast is pretty good because of just the length of time it's been going. Um, so it's sort of like a reverse <laughs> woods for the trees environment. You want to try and baffle your audience into submission ultimately. Mm-hmm. And I think they're that we're achieving that every, every podcast. Yeah. Well, we are trot. We are, but honestly, I don't trust them to be smart enough to realise that. Nice. Well, yeah, I'm in that camp too. I'm barely smart. Okay. But here I am making a podcast, episode sixty-nine. Nice. And my name is Chris Trot. Nice one, Chris Trot. My name's Ross Hornby. My name's Alex Smith. Hello. And who did the that, fingle? That eclectic mix of waves of audio was created by mm-hmm. Matt, aka. Uh, appropriate name nerve cluster uh, who is on Bandcamp. Uh, so if you want to check uh, him out um that's very much gives me sixth uh alternative polyrhythmic um progressive metal vibes which right. is just yeah. i'm sure quite if we broke it down cluster. theoretically it would be quite the discussion and be like wow mm-hmm. that's amazing um but yeah that's that's what that is i think let me know if I'm right or wrong. Anyway, yeah. our wonderful patrons, Patreons, oh, yeah. have uh, decided once again. They are our dictators. They choose where we go in this episode uh, in terms of hypothetical yeah. questions. And the one that tipped it all off is as follows. Alex Smith, please take it away. What's the closest thing to real magic? It's and I've already easy. got an answer for you here. Pretty easy. Magnetism. Well, Magnetism. That shit is crazy. David Copperfield, but <laughs> all right, sure. You're going to say I, David Copperfield. I feel like what's, what's your initial your I'd probably initial say thoughts? fire. Okay. Yeah, He's still in cool. the caveman period. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's still Whoa. a magical concept, though, isn't it? It's just, it's just like yeah. you could just make fire. 
and then it's just it's extremely worrying, destructive Ross. and not sometimes hard to put out. But that's a magic. It's magical in this. It's not magical in a. Oh yeah, fuzzy warm. It's like it's like wow, this is insane to witness. Mm-hmm. It is. As, it is. Um, I think it's, I so, it's, it's very primal, magic, isn't, isn't it? it? It's primal. It, it's it's. It's something you look like you see everything else in the world and the nature and everything around you. And like there's dynamic elements to it for sure. You know, there's mm. movement in, in the world around us. But there's something about fire that's sort of different to the other yeah. things, isn't it? Like the way that it sort of is well, it's a Endlessly sustained chemical reaction. It's a sustained chemical reaction that's yeah. releasing energy, but that's really cool to see. Like that's that's mm. quite an amazing thing to witness, isn't it? But I would also say um flight. And by that I mean like literally planes flying, the yeah. giant steel yeah. structure or aluminium. Um, yeah, the idea of lift. If you're listing in the States. Just yeah. the seeing that in the sky is just magical in the sense that I don't understand um, airplanes enough in the scientific sense to think, wow, like it just is a giant heavy yeah. thing in the sky. Yeah. And that's magical totally. in the sense. Um, I guess in the so, same yeah. respect, massive cruise liners uh, staying buoyant in the sea mm-hmm. is kind of the same concept right it's like how can this heavy thing generate yeah. enough uh surface area should i say for a boat mm-hmm. to sustain itself on water and how can a plane generate enough lift yeah. and, i still feel uh, that the boat the thing is still more grounded to reality than the flying thing you think me. so mm-hmm. but that maybe that's just me i don't know but seeing something that big in the sky yeah, yeah. Magical. more magical yeah. to me than, than more seeing so fly than on water but David Copperfield walked through a fucking wall, Ross, and I think that's well, pretty well, goddamn I mean, magical. David Didn't Copperfield he move uh, an airplane as well or something, or a statue? He certainly he did. <laughs> and, but I think this was all revealed in the magician's... Um, let's not yeah, talk let's about not the Mars Magician. Unveiled. I believe it was just a cut shot, and he just pulled the Stop curtain it. back. So it was very much just magical. like, what is this? Mm. Well, they, kept, well, they, kept the, they kept the camera framed around the frame that he had. Because remember, it was like looking through a porthole. So like he had like a frame... And I think they just framed the camera on that frame and then moved everything whilst the curtain was up and yeah. then just took the curtain. It, it was shit. It was he like got rid of the Eiffel easy, Tower, though. extremely underwhelming. Do you know how it he did that? Just, uh, our collective that? gullibility. <laughs> the Eiffel Is Tower. Is gullibility a word? The Eiffel Tower was a good one because it's a static object, right? It's like, how do you yeah. get rid of that? Well, it turns out the entire rig of like the stage. The uh, the thing that David Copperfield was on and the big curtain that David Copperfield covered up the Eiffel Tower in front of the camera hmm. was entirely on a rig with the camera fixed. And all it did was move the entire rig left until it was out of frame and then pull the curtain back. Yeah. That's all they wow. did. <laughs> and the and curtain didn't even blow in the wind? Is that so bad? The, or, was, or was it waving to begin with so that it created an effect of what do you mean? magic? Well, was the curtain? If they, if they physically moved the whole thing, did the curtain not blow? The curtain's a on the rig the wind? too. Is it just so slow? It was just. Well, that's what I mean. But like, did was there any wind resistance? Oh, I see. There? Yeah, they must have pinned and it down. Yeah. It was outside, wasn't it? It was, outside. it was outside. So they they probably. I mean, that's a pointless detail, but yeah. But you're right. Like they yeah. would have noticed like any sort of shuddering or something like movement mm-hmm. of the camera. Like the camera is fixed to that thing on wheels. I assume if it had started yeah. like shuddering, you'd be like, "Hold on a second, <laughs> what's happening yeah. here?" Anyway. Magic wise, Ross, <laughs> if you I just hear it, like a, a moving motor, <laughs> hold on, something's changing here. And then what are they doing? Breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the mics. Cut the mics. A bit more left. A bit more left. A bit more left. You stopped quite still quite see a shot. Right shot. Pa- you haven't panned round enough. You can still see yeah, the torch. If you pull the curtain back, it's just slightly right of frame. It's like, oh no. Oh, I can still see it. <laughs> I've oh, David's fallen off. He's fallen off the tower. <laughs> He's fallen mm-hmm. off. Um, well, but yeah, I mean, anyway. looking at very, very quickly, well, not Go very, on. hopefully very quickly, um, because it's a large subject that you can fall into. But like, essentially, me saying magnetism, Ross saying fire, obviously yeah. trot the outlier with the David Copperfield. Um, yeah. I mean, it really, really, really touched him. Um, <laughs> it ultimately is physics, and it ultimately is the the just the bizarre nature in which the things we think we understand behave like like, as in Mm -hmm. like things you know the things that make us up the atoms the protons the neutrons all that sort of stuff all apparently as far as we're aware work in this certain way Mm -hmm. and that is kind of mad it's kind of mind-blowing when you think about it like why does it work like that i guess like that's kind of the fact you exist at all and the fact that you can think about 
things is almost magical in itself. That's it, it, the human by mind. magic, you mean incredibly consciousness, improbable, improbable, mm-hmm. improbable. Yeah, unlikely it, because um, we can't, we can't, we don't fully understand necessarily why we're conscious. So no. like that's in itself. The if we are of, at all, that if we are at all, yeah, um, and that's magic in itself. So. Why are why are humans uh, so wrapped up in the idea of having more than what we have? Though, if this is such an unlikely happenstance of existence, the ability to even exist, right, is quite a crazy mm. concept. Why do people still want to be able to um, cast spells? Uh, well, able to our like, existence oh, fly? Uh, yeah, mm. because our existence currently is is passive, and we we we've learned. You know, from the day we were born, this is what we are, um, and this is how we think, etc. And then you want to add on to that with, yeah, magic powers. I just find it interesting, extra. Like, from an evolutionary <laughs> standpoint. I guess so it's, extra. I guess it's beneficial to survival to like find new ways to adapt and progress, biologically speaking, mm-hmm. to like overcome your predators that are also adapting to try and kill you better. Is maybe yeah. that where well, there's our a, idea I mean, there's of a creativity. Debatable- it's, there's a debatable school of thought that which I don't fully I'm agree a creationist, with well, so because frankly there's clear. no well that yeah that will help <laughs> there's no one answer obviously it's a myriad of things that have made us the way we are but you could say that the pursuit of exploration both physically and in the physical world and in the you know mental world or metaphysical if you'd like to say as in the thought the, the idea of exploring through thought and the idea of physically exploring the world. Both of those things are inherent to the modern human being. That's how we started. We we mm. started, you know, in the cradle of life. So as far as we know at the moment, we started in it's sort of a fairly centralized location and spread out from there and formed different cultures and tribes and all that sort of stuff. And that is because ultimately we were explorers that wanted to find new things. And that perhaps is why we've survived so long, why we've become the apex species. We happen to have a trait or a behavior that allowed us to progress ultimately so you could you could argue that exploration and progress is is the nature of the human being but that's not all that's required for our continued success clearly because you know part of the reason we're in the problems we're in with climate change and things like that is the pursuit of endless progress without consideration of other factors Um, and that's the closest thing to real magic ladies and gentlemen there is magic there you go (laughs) what about the circulatory system just to be fair, anything science, scientific is pretty magical to me. Uh, but the most yeah. magical thing is Harry Potter, obviously. Obviously, the most magical thing to talk about in our podcast, Hatch Out, top Potter. five Harry Potter podcasts on, in the UK, yeah, we're um, there. Yeah, the is the wizarding world and all it contains. And perhaps yeah. ideas that it doesn't yet contain, mm. like, you know, a lot of parodies, a lot of, yeah. of parodies, yeah. sort of things like that. Um, and should it be yeah. so easy to kill someone with just a, a flick of your just wand? Just one spell. It feels... Spell. I mean, then again... Especially considering how difficult it was to lift Guns are feather, like that, though. True? Well, yes, that's true, actually. Exactly. What is... I mean, they do say in the books that you really have to hate somebody. You really want just to have to do it. Leviosa, yeah. like, you know the one, Trump? Yeah. She'll probably, yeah. you know, change that in the future anyway. I mean, with a, also, didn't, the power she maybe. has uh, to change retroactively I mean, characters is magic. and... Is magical. Yeah. Well, she, she can control. Authors are Hermione magical. could control time at <laughs> one point as well. I'm not sure you're factoring that in the fact that she could literally be in two places at mm. once. Uh, Neville, I, I think it might be Neville when he was trying to levitate the the feather. Very yeah. gentle, difficult, delicate very spell. Gentle. I think it caught fire. Now, are we okay with, with wizards having that risk? Was that shameless? No, sorry, yeah. that was shames. Of course, because he represented chaos. Because that's how J.K. Rowling saw Irish people. Um, <laughs> uh, ultimately, chaotic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, yes. She did that. Um, That's the magic. Quick to anger, I believe, as well. We, we remember Seamus yeah. um, angrily branding out, uh, yeah. uh, Harry Potter once he read something mm-hmm. in the news. So, again, impulsive, naturally yeah. angry people. Um, again, is how J.K. Rowling saw the Irish. Uh, are we okay with A wizards being able to accidentally combust things whilst trying to perform a delicate spell mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and b are we okay with the heavy quick to anger violent hand of the irish is exactly. my second question the harry uh, potter films bring up a lot of stuff and we should really go deeper into it but i think 
that's mm. kind of the magic questions done. Unless you've got anything else that you feel like is more magical than, you know, the circulatory system, the consciousness. Quantum um, physics is fire. pretty fucking magical. Quantum physics. I don't understand enough about quantum physics, exactly. so I would say it's also magical. At the moment, our human understanding of quantum physics is crazy. Like, we have, we know yeah. so mm -hmm. little. Things can yeah. be one thing and another. Yeah. And exist in the two places eye, at once. Hearing. All of this stuff. Magical to me. Yeah, Ross has got it's the basics it's down. It's all the orgasm when I walk outside. <laughs> Senses, sensory overload, everything. It's going in. Well, nowadays, nowadays, that's what it feels like. I mean, the last yeah. year and a half, two years, we've been working from home and we're very lucky to have been doing that. I don't want to say, I'm not complaining necessarily, but I've started to get far more into submarines in this time. You know, like I'm way more into submarines. The Vigil came out and you can, I mean, holy shit, so I'm guessing Vigil was probably... Hidden space. Underwater, I mean, it, where there's it, less escape. It, because there's almost a solidarity in, or there's a comfort in watching. It's a bit like the goggle box effect. Like, there's a Extra comfort um, in watching a person perform a, a thing that you're doing, right? So, like, you watch people, yeah. I think, you know, the, like, um, happen more Relative. in sort of places like Japan, where they had the inset reactions of people to things they're watching. And then, obviously, mm -hmm. YouTube eventually followed that as well, where we all started to put our cameras in whilst we were playing games. The, the, there's, this some, there's some sort of thing going on there where we enjoy seeing another human being enjoy something same with goggle box it's like oh we're sat on the sofa and they're sat on the sofa and they're watching it i think that's why that's a success mm -hmm. um and and equally with the stuff is yeah it's it's I also find Gogglebox is good for I, I like to shows. watch submarine shit because I feel like sometimes I'm in a submarine and I, I, I feel solidarity and um, perhaps mm -hmm. understand a little bit more now, like, you know, that state of mind. And I'm like, oh, this is quite interesting, actually. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Vigil comes along, this BBC series, which is a, a murder mystery on a submarine. Um, and they, too, I think, are sort of capitalizing on the attachment that people are finding with that show because of the nature of lockdown and the feelings it's had on people. They recognize recognize those feelings now um i think there's quite a lot of psychology to it really i find it quite interesting that's that's my foray into submarines at the moment <laughs> submarines are pretty so magical extra too. isolationist mm -hmm. mentality <laughs> i'm just exploring it you know mm. like uh, it's it's interesting yeah. to i watched the first one i need to watch it again i think mm -hmm. tell you something grab me didn't uh, grab you uh, it's it, it's not great but the sets are great. amazing. Well, it's one of these, it's a little, I say it's not great, but loads of people like Line of Duty. And for me, I yeah. stopped watching Line of Duty because it just got so ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it, it all it is, it's not like, it's frustrating those shows because they kind of um, edge you to the point of frustration. Um, where in, and, and they do this really annoying storytelling thing where instead of resolving existing storylines or developing or exploring them further, they just add another modifier effect on top of it in, t in the form of a different plot line. So, for example, it's like, oh, we all think the governor is about that. This is, mess I'm not spoiling anything here. This is something I'm making up as an example. Oh, we all think the governor's crooked and then they're like no nah, the government wasn't crooked they had a, a grandfather who used to be the biggest crime boss in london it's like it's him he's controlling it all and then that'll be like the next like three episodes it's like we've got to this big guy T turns out it's the british government that are controlling it <laughs> it's and then a, it's like always an escalation yeah 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 exactly and it's just like for fuck's sake i just want to like follow this thread right and that's when i got like pissed off with um line of duty because it was just doing that and yeah. there is elements of that individual because it's written by the same team or some of the same team um, and it's sort of like complication, complications. But the thing about Vigil that I think is good is the set design is amazing. Like they had to build all of the sets and I've watched quite a few. There's a really good um, series on Smarter Every Day's channel where he goes around a um, US submarine um, wow. for like five days. He sees what they eat. He sees what, where they work. Doesn't see all of it because they've got like nuclear generators and things on board that they're not allowed mm. to show. He climbs inside one of the fucking torpedo tubes and they're underneath the Arctic ice, right? I mean, this is a crazy oh, experience man. he got to do. So they spend three days under the ice moving around. They come oh up God. through the ice. It's Honestly, it's incredible. Watch it. It's actually quite hard to find on this channel, but Smarter Everyday Submarine Tour. It's a five-part... Dude, American submariners eat the worst shit imaginable, right? I can so imagine, imagine eating like Domino's every night. Uh, like, so they have a lot of fried food, and the main thing is it's about maintaining morale because obviously, if you're oh, under under okay. the water for a long period of time, um, morale on a ship of any kind is very important. Um, so the main way that they keep morale up is by feeding them really well, and the cooks do all sorts of stuff. They 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 make loads of like pizzas by hand and all this other stuff. Oh, okay, but the meals it's not fast food then. Uh, 
What it is, though, because they have giant freezers on board that they store all of this, like, calorific food to keep everyone going for, like, up to, like, months at a time. They can store something like three months of food. And they're like, cold, okay, tonight's pizza night. And then, like, the next day it's like, all right, n- tonight's lasagna night. And like, it's always, like, really heavy, really cheesy food. And mm. they're like, oh, this is the crew's favorite. Jalapeno poppers and mozzarella sticks, right? And so they've got these fryers going. Um and it's just and they're going around the ship and everyone's like yeah but like every night it's something fried and yellow oh you know God. and i'm How just like st- stay fit though in terms of they, no I, they don't they don't oh, really? <laughs> i think like, i think people yeah it's uh you'd think that would slowly diminish everyone's like happiness levels like eating badly well. all the time that certainly makes me more <laughs> lethargic and like pissed off and irritable having so much like carbs and sugar and stuff but i guess they bounce they must balance it right and if it's made fresh mm-hmm. it's probably better than processed um but if they fry everything jesus <laughs> mental it's yeah it's an interesting experience uh to see but i mean very interesting very cool. interesting i mean the, you guys the did die you know that is magic that is the closest thing to magic that, that there you go submarines were another thing I was going to say. Microscopic, <laughs> microscopic technology. Yeah. Being able to see um, those tiny... Antibiotics. All these things, magic. Medicine I think there's magic. infinite universes within scale. So the closer you get past that quantum level, you start seeing... There's another oh, universe. There's like tiny, tiny people beyond the quantum size of things. And then it all loops back around again. Are you thinking okay. about the film Ant-Man? Is that real magic? Yeah. I thought about this in in secondary school because yeah. you know those diagrams you used to get they're very rudimentary by today's standards where you had like uh, the nucleus and the electrons spinning around it's like I had a, an epiphany because I was like a teenager and I thought I knew everything and I told my mm. science teacher what if all right the nucleuses and electrons are actually just planets and we are just made up of universe we are a universe ourselves and we just mm-hmm. zoom in and everything is a planet um, within our cells. And she was like, okay, um, it's break time. <laughs> Just <laughs> Too deep. I can't go into this without confusing other people <laughs> and confusing myself. But I, I, I mean, just... that's not bad. I mean, it's, it's possible. Yeah. It could be, like you say, like if things get down to the quantum level, like, you know, if it gets smaller and smaller and smaller, does it go back around again? Maybe. There are things and systems in, in our universe that suggest that might happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because we well, measure everything like with light. Black, black holes almost like a, are almost a representative of like the, the entropy, aren't they? In, in a way, like, you know, they, they, they take matter and energy into them and then they think, they think that they expel them actually out of, in the form of hairs on the wisps of black holes. Um, on, sorry, on the, the sort of uh, corona of the black hole. I don't think it's called a corona, but do you know what I mean? Like the, the outside something about how they almost the big fat ring they scramble and re-emit um <clears throat> sort of information in the form of hawking radiation thank you biscuit um it's really cool and i mean that in a way could support this idea trot of like if sort of things get so small or is, is there a point of unreality or a point of transition where one thing becomes something else or changes and it, it's yeah was it's our pretty very trippy. own I mean, Big Bang one of those transitions? You might very much enjoy psychedelics, I think, Trot, because you'd just be like, oh, my God, I understand everything. I'd never come out and again. And this is where all these crazy paintings come from. Right. You know, like people thinking that they've seen the nature of reality or the or understand something the new when in reality. The unraveling your, your oneness. Yeah, but ultimately it's probably just your little monkey mind going like, oh, I can't grip <laughs> any of this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, nah. Well, you just see the scale of these like, black holes and stuff. Just getting your head around that is just impossible, really. Well, I wouldn't, yeah, Ross. Really get sucked is. in. Well, yeah. No, of course. But I'm trying well, to get your head around actually, it. Trot, I'm so not, they big. say you get slower. Time goes slower the closer you get to the event horizon, though, Trot. That's true. So until it looks like point, you've frozen. But from an outsider's yeah. perspective, not from someone inside. Well, because if they're so big, like, why aren't they just sucking us up, like, instantly? You know? Well, they're not that yeah. big. <laughs> yeah, they're not that big. They're clearly yeah. not big you enough. So big. Really what do you think is so big? big? Come at us. <laughs> Super massive. I've seen bigger. I've seen bigger. <laughs> Ain't got me yet. Uh, anyway, something that will get you all. This is going to be oh, fantastic, yeah. but it is an ad break. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. And if you are a patron supporter, you didn't even miss a beat uh, at all. No, uh, you didn't. didn't even get an ad. And maybe you were lucky and you just didn't get served an ad anyway. But thank you to our patrons for supporting us and getting the ad-free version on the website. Thank you. So there you go. Oh my God. Uh, okay. Anyway, we should probably move away from black holes and stuff. Uh, in general, because um, they're bad. You put here, um, I don't suppose, Smith, you've actually watched any of the Squid Game? Yeah, I watched the first episode last night. Okay. I think cool. we can non-spoilerly talk about the concept of it as like a hypothetical. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good show. the first one introduces the idea, which yeah. should be non-spoilerly. The trailer introduces the idea. And you're waiting so, to watch it. Yeah. Basically, yeah. It's, this is a South Korean production which is really cool. Mm. Um, and it it has a very stylistic approach to essentially um, people down on their luck have tons of debt. Like we're talking millions of debt. But in our stand, I guess, translated as more like hundreds of when thousands. When you convert it, yeah. Like, because I think, what was it? 34.8 billion one was 21 million pounds. That's just for just for an idea. Oh my god, that's a lot. Uh, how much? Sorry, what was the con- thirty? I think it was like thirty-six billion one. Yeah, was twenty-one <laughs> million pounds. And so, so like, like the average debt of the person thousand... in it was like less than a couple of million one, right? It was like fifty million mm. at most. I think I heard. Yeah, it was a few million. Yeah. Basically. So how many it's... one is that? Not very much. Thousands. Well, one million one. Seems like they need to, to um, like make a. So like, remember the lira, the Italian lira before they got the euro. There was like right. a thousand, you'd have to spend thousands on that as well. Yeah, one million one is six hundred twenty-four pounds. Fuck. Right, okay. that, that so, would be so yeah. annoying to work with such high numbers. Oh. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I checked out Squid Game and they had like a, a live presentation of it, and it just turns out it was just some woman um, being trying to be funny video, and yeah. Yeah, playing games and stuff. And I was like, Ugh, I don't know why everyone's into this. <laughs> so then I realized like it's on Squid Netflix. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's actually a really good show. <laughs> Have you heard that she's just been hounded for her username? Yeah. So this is Lydia. Um, really? She's used her username in Squid Game. And on Instagram, she's oh, just being wow. begged by people because it's been highly rated. The show is like massive worldwide. Yeah. It is um, huge. And so now her username is basically like a trending topic, like all the Incredible. time. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. That's some good random. So lucky. SEO. I mean, maybe she's a good thing or a them. bad thing, though. But yeah, like, it depends on how much you could sell it for. Like, if it's, you know. Can you sell it? Like, do you actually have any rights? Or can Instagram just go, yeah, we're taking you your tag? Do, you, could, you could take it on that, on, maybe on the download. I like, feel like if they were going to try, they would have done it before they released. Yeah, I think their official one is like Squid Game Netflix or something. Or Netflix yeah. Squid Game. It's like, so. we ain't touching Lydia. It's Netflix's most popular show ever. Really? Yeah. I mean, how many nuts? times can we say that? Is it just that they've got the most numbers ever for it? Like, yeah, I guess with the increasing numbers, subscriber numbers, it's inevitable the the new yeah, big show that Netflix exactly. Promotes. So it's like for a while you'd see films like say stuff like that, and and you're like, I don't know, it just loses its. You're like, really? It's the biggest ever. Oh, yeah. It's like with Apple saying, like, it's our brightest Earth. screen ever. You're like, well, it's like, of course, it's, 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 it's a iteration. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No it's like, shit. Yeah. You haven't stepped like, back uh, yet. Um, yeah. Anyway. The day that they go, this is actually less powerful than the previous year's phone. The worst You're not going to s- ever release. Slightly shittier than last time. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Squid Game. Basically, the concept is you're down on your luck because you're heavily in debt. Um, you got mafia people or whatever coming up to you beating you up for money and stuff and you're like i'll pay it etc etc this is like how bad your debt is kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then you get offered uh to play some games and you'll win money a lot of money 
if you participate mm-hmm. and then you unwillingly get put into this game show essentially where mm-hmm. if you get it wrong you die you straight up get killed instead and then the spot, yeah. it's a very interesting concepts in it it's not that simple in terms of like well just leave uh, and stuff like that they, they kind of answer all the questions in the first episode with the yeah. people in it you know the ones that i'm like well just do this just think of that and all literally all the people in it say answer those questions for me which is i thought really good yeah uh, but anyway, the concept also there are is... some challenges in that, by the way, which I think would be quite fun for us to try. Okay, with the death element, like as a video, maybe not death element. Okay, maybe yeah. a different punishment. Um, but how yeah, much would interesting? I, you... So I watched the first episode. My initial impressions are, I I liked the the build up to an extent. I like how they're clearly demonstrating things like addiction to gam- like gambling yeah. addiction, and also the way that they showed like the. Re- the reward system almost like the way that he was so the character that they focused on was so like jubilant when they finally got that big win like he was like absolutely perfect candidate Mm -hmm. yeah exactly like they very much showed that and i was like that's good i mean it's nice they're focusing on that like that they really are like highlighting something here and then when they eventually he's met by the guy in the subway again i won't spoil too much um, and that goes on again it's just hilarious like the metaphor for like how much they're willing to go through in order to to you know get something mm-hmm. um yeah. and it's That's just great. a really basic simple way to to show it and I, I really enjoyed that as well um i do think that unless it gets more intelligent or like continues to be which it has got some nice subtlety to it i do like the subtle it is ultimately still battle royale it is ultimately still like the the same and i'm talking about the okay yeah exactly i'm just basing this off the first one good i I just feel a bit like um it's a little bit of vengeance porn or justice porn or something in that like it's like look at these poor people don't worry they are pieces of shit so you don't have to care about them the process too. of dehumanization yeah um in order to then make you feel okay about seeing people get slaughtered um i think so, the perspective is very much on the player rather than the the people hosting so to speak they seem like the dehumanized people put in these but anyway that's mm. getting too nuanced and too spoilery yeah. perhaps with uh the concept perhaps, of the show perhaps it's been either way enough but yeah. how much would you have to be paid to participate in a game where if you fail it you die man you've seen me play games I'm gonna. I, There's but, a chance you can I win. I would be able to enjoy that money. Try. It's not stacked against I mean, you. You can win this, this story. Game. I mean, that this that that question is exactly what I imagine the whole of Squid Game is ultimately trying to prove. Is that like what you're doing there? Is you're setting yourself a set of rules that suggest that your competence and you alone, which is just individualism, are the ones that are a responsible or b having to compete in an environment otherwise you you die like like i would say to that i wouldn't give you a a, a price because i know that i am not competent in every way like i know that i have failings be they physical or mental that will mean that i am not the best fit for every situation and that's ultimately the flaw of individualism because i would rely on people around me to fill up and pick up on the spaces where i am not as competent and therefore i would never want to be in what is hell the environment you're describing where i have to compete for money at risk for my own life that is that is failure because we are not effective at everything nobody is so therefore really you're just seeing the sad reality of an enforced individualistic system which is exactly what i think from watching one episode of squid game is what it's trying to show you it's showing you that this ultimately if we don't work together if we don't accept that we are more than ourselves we we rely on others to be complete then you're only ever going to end up with a rat race and a meat market. Yeah. But anyway, how much would it cost for me to compete for my own life? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, it's just in terms of if you think you could do some... I mean, the games, are, the whole point is that the games are straightforward. They're, they're kind of you know ch- childhood schoolyard games, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole point is that it's not supposed to be that challenging physically necessarily. Um, and yeah, they've got a huge pile of money to work with there so it's just like is that dangling carrot enough for you to say yeah now i'm gonna go to the next one and potentially die no never because i know that i could fail without knowing it 
the apple is there. I just, I'm such a clumsy this is asshole. Why. I don't think uh, mm. I'd ever do it. This question doesn't work for us because we don't no. have nothing. We, we have something to lose. Yeah, our life is not online in terms of finances, yeah. Uh, all the <laughs> like, people in the show have feel like themselves they have nothing to lose mm. at this point. Exactly. That's why they continue to exactly. play yeah. is they are mm -hmm. literally in debt and will either be killed outside yeah. of this game anyway by the people that owe them mm -hmm. money or their life is shambles and everyone yeah. around them has left them or whatever. That's that's yeah. the rock bottom that is required in order to, to participate <laughs> in well, it's it. Like the it's, isn't games it interesting? Well, isn't it? well, yeah, it, but isn't it interesting, though, that even us understanding that, um, I, I hate to use buzzwords, but essentially we other, because that's it's dehumanization ultimately, it's what the Nazis did. Others are a more modern term for it, really. But like we're othering them from us. We're saying that they're different to us because we know, and this is often, I think, where um, individualistic um, like ideology really attaches to some people is the idea that if we can do it why can't you um is the other element to this which mm. because perhaps because we have had some success perhaps that's inspired it in us or i feel this way at least i'll admit that is that i think that if i were to get into hard times i would at least have some capability to act in a way that would um mitigate the the the, re the results of it right so you know like be it find a new job or um speak my case or find a middle ground or compromise with whatever thing in my life is causing this 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 failing right and and then that's where you know i think the more conservative state of mind at least in our country when i talk to people comes from is they're like well you know i had a shit life and i worked really hard and now i'm really well off you know why I had a shit time. Why should I then go, oh, here you go, other person having a shit time. Here's some money or here's some help. You know, like I didn't have it. They're not as good as me or rather, why did I have to suffer and they don't have to suffer? You know, that's where mm -hmm. these ideas come from. And I kind of you understand hear that it. You a lot, because, you, in terms of, yeah, yeah. certain situations where it's like, oh, well, what? Mm. Like, wasn't it, um, it was probably to do with the uh, university student debt in America as well because they were saying they wanted to write that off. And loads of people yeah. were saying, well, yeah, I had to pay student bills though so they should as yeah. well it's just yeah. like well you but what well, doesn't affect you it wouldn't affect mm -hmm. you and, and that's where it's just more just like well they need to go through shit to experience yeah. life in the same way i did and what, it's, so it's, it's, it's the out same of people who it's, have the same yeah, problems it's out of bitterness more than Why? just like yeah, yeah well they should yeah. go through every struggle i went through so that otherwise yeah. life's not fair it's just like well yeah well, imagine like if that, it was no. the uk situation where we've come out of uni we paid a third of what people pay now yeah and instead the mm. government says actually everyone that has already done uni now needs to pay the same amount that the current people are paying if the roles mm. were reversed in that sense it's like you'd, you'd be equally irate right and say like well, well to go back oh back. why should i have to pay uh, i've already done it and paid for it it's like well now mm. you're actually owing the government the same amount that everyone else <laughs> is now paying yeah so uh but anyway i think that's fair it's, enough it's about part it's about participations in systems yeah, yeah. There's, there's my uh my my take from one episode um and if we really wanted to break this down like a film study i would say that yeah it's about our participation in systems and how how much we are able to get wrapped up in them and how much we are willing to to get wrapped up in them in yeah. order to feel as though we have agency it's a lack of mm. compassion as well because mm. that conservative reasoning where it's like i work really hard and i got to where i am again is disregarding mm. the self-made man like situation where you probably yeah. had a bit of luck on your side you were born into some sort yeah. of wealth uh, you had good education blah 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 you had other variables which helped you get where so you many. are not just yeah, your hard exactly. work i'm sure i'm not denying the fact that you worked hard but you yeah. had a lot of things fall into your lap because you're white uh, you're privileged and blah 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 mm -hmm. um, on top of that um, it's also diminishing the fact that some people have hardships that they can't control um, mm -hmm. their situation they're born into it <laughs> oftentimes mm -hmm. and addiction is a real thing and i think it should be you know considered as like help that person it's not their fault um mm -hmm. yeah, also there's, like, there's events, a lack of empathy events and human beings when those two things collide, you don't always get the same results. So like, you know, some, 
like say for example you've had a life you're quite an empathetic person you're quite an emotionally intelligent person or something like that and you've had a life that's no that's nourished and and encouraged that that systems and those tools that you you find yourself more um open to or more sort of capable with versus a person that had those same gifts or those same abilities put through a life where those kind of discussions and ideas were considered not really worth talking about like you know those two people will have completely different outcomes in their life simply not because of who they are but because of the things that have happened to them and how them as a person you know relates to those things it's it's like you say it's just there's too many variables to have every single decision to come down to competition you know like if if we did that if we really did that we would have such an unstable place uh, as a world you know if every if everything came down to competition if everything came down to um survival of the fittest we'd be a much more ignorant species and that's just not really in in our nature as explorers and progressors it's it's not i i don't think i think that yeah i think it's just kind of shit has to grease the uh you know the, the shit that happens along the way but i don't think that ultimately it undoes us as a species unless we accidentally fuck ourselves over with a uh, what do they call it what's that filter called uh, some sort of event oh, the, the fermi paradox the, firm, the, the fermi event fermi yeah that's it yeah yeah the great filter <laughs> as long as we get through all those fermi parrot uh, fermi events but anyway yeah it's yeah maybe it is an, it's not a bad show <laughs> <laughs> yeah Shows are right from one episode. We'll see. Um, uh, yeah. It does get very good. Yeah, there are some very good episodes already. I'm, mm-hmm. only, I'm only up to like five, I think. So yeah, there's but only um, eight, I think. Yeah, but so, I recommend recommend it from there mm-hmm. alone. Uh, hopefully, we haven't spoiled anything major. Um, we've kind I of only touched so. on themes that are literally shown within the trailer. The way it's presented yeah. alone is worth, even if you knew what happens. Mm. It's still, mm-hmm. I think, stylistically, visually, cinematography, yeah. and everything is really good. Um, yeah, so. oh, Spe- speaking of stylistic just very quickly whilst we're talking about tv shows yeah i've been watching foundation on apple tv which uh first of all i it's based on some books by isaac asimov who's like considered one of the fathers of sci-fi He's a very well-reviewed writer and it deviates from those books quite a lot and i can totally see how somebody who's read those books would not enjoy the show as much as i've been enjoying it but i've gone in from complete ignorance i had no idea what the story was about they've changed some major things in the tv show um you know versus the books so i I would hope that other people could go into it with a more because i can imagine if i'd read the books and then they'd made some major changes it would have pissed me off and so i can Mm. see people having a completely different experience of this show than i could um but i came into it and i'm absolutely loving it so good it like it's it's this really kind of like almost theatrical sci-fi but like some of the dialogue is great like some of the things they talk about and deal with like from like a human if human beings had advanced another thousand years or something like that you know like there's like a space elevator in it and shit like that that's like epic like everything's Mm. built at like epic grand scale it's like a sci-fi kind of like epic really cool um Mm. i would really recommend it i've okay uh yeah there's a quite a lot of dialogue who, and there's a lot to keep on, on top of because it skips right. time forward and back a bit but right. like um, mm. yeah. yeah the guy who really wrote like that with somebody else um also wrote uh Bla- the blade trilogy right um, <laughs> dark knight trilogy wow um with chris nolan um yeah batman versus superman dawn of justice mm. so there's some some hits and misses there mm. but so more surprisingly call of duty black ops Black Ops 2 and Black Ops Cold War stories. Uh, he helped write this. David really? S. Goyer. Yeah. I mean, this... this I recognize this, his name. I'm not sure where... I, so I Googled it. And yeah. This show feels extremely complicated. Um, so... Uh, as complicated like, as Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, which he also... Maybe not. No? Maybe not. Okay. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I really would encourage you to give it a go. It's, it's, yeah. it's a bit like I imagine what Dune is going to be like in the... It's very... Dune. Like you know like a theater epic i want to say almost like greek or like right. you know um very classic like kind of looking like everyone's sort of the way it's shot and the way it's made it's sort of inspired by this very sort of um noble theater kind of feeling and i think dune's kind of taken some of that inspiration as well they've made it um well, that's, look sort of that's his style very much a classic kind of it's beautiful really they, they are scale, like yeah. you know yeah oh man huge but yeah foundation's full of that i would really give it a go um cool i really enjoyed it yeah all right foundation 
there's a recommendation mm -hmm. for you all. If you don't get anything mm -hmm. else away from this, it's that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, apparently they want to write eighty over eighty episodes for it. Holy crap! Uh, <laughs> so they want it to be like they basically want it 80. to be a sci-fi Game of Thrones. Is what they're right. hoping for. Wow, jeez! Um, oh, they got expanse really cool. to compete with. So yeah, but I mean, it's already a bigger world than the expanse, though. Like in Foundation, there like it's like based on an empire or the end of a, a great empire. It's about it's been predicted using a mathematical equation, basically using what we think eventually we will be able to do by using math um and can to predict the future based on possible variables and, and the mathematical likelihood of things like that like there's this m mathematician who's basically predicted the end of this great empire that's reigned for you know a right. long long time um and the foundation is he thinks there's going to be like a world ending or a galaxy ending event or something similar to that and they want to create a foundation of knowledge so that the ashes of humanity can rise again is like the premise um and the show follows the end of this you start you start during the empire so the empire is still going and then uh, in, uh, events start happening that heads towards this event and uh, the development of colonies and and really cool really cool uh very very interesting idea stellaris sort of scale cool damn uh, all yeah. right anyway we'll check it out um mm -hmm. well to wrap things up shall we go through a, a couple of bits of funny news that ross mm. has collected uh, yeah sure um there's been a you'll be shocked to hear there's been a clown shortage uh, are you serious a, yeah there's been a clown well, what shortage about the 15 guys? clowns we were going to hire to beat the shit out of trot on his birthday <sighs> Well, we won't be able to do that Damn now. It. Um, We're going to have to use like three or four, the regular guys. We might have to use, just use a couple, yeah. Right, there's okay. an appeal for new recruits in Northern Ireland. Um, Damn it, that sucks. It says, according to David Duffy, co-owner of Duffy Circus, who is appealing for people from Northern mm. Ireland to become clowns. The COVID-19 pandemic has caused a shortage of the performance as many return to their oh, home countries when the first lockdown God. came into force in early 2020. Uh, but they're what all driving lorries. They're asking, <laughs> <laughs> the clowns are in the lorries, guys. <laughs> or are they? I mean, there's been a lack of that too. So who knows? Um, so what makes a good clown? Someone who's willing to make themselves vulnerable. Um, known professor, sorry, that was from Nolene Fries Newman, who's known professionally as Silly Tilly. Uh, mm -hmm. Not everyone likes to be uh, laughed at, but for someone who's a clown, your worst nightmare would be to be not laughed at. Of course. Did we mention clowns not long ago, didn't we? In terms of them being yeah. quite horrifying to us, just in general, just because it's quite a scary thing. But there were actually, when we mentioned <sighs> that, I saw there was a bit of backlash in the comments about how how good clowns make people feel, and you know, a, a decent clown is worth you know a lot of money. Apparently, I feel like it's a cultural difference because uh, in the UK, it's, that's it's a cultural scary. difference. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. and also it's it's that we have no like cultural ties that i can think of left to clowns like like it, i'm sure at a certain point they made sense like with their crazy makeup and their big noses and like other elements of media more represented like their humor you know like like you know whether common media you know like tv shows or whatever was cartoons newspaper articles i don't know whatever mm. the hell people used to use as entertainment like yeah. perhaps had a more clowny slapstick element to it people would recognize that humor more but for me the humor that clowns produce i'm not interested in um, i think all shows like you say clowns have never been the good guy they've always been the villain or like some sort of perverse creature or entity that's messing mm. with children uh, like they've always used because the polar opposite it re represents because it's supposed to I'm... be a funny yeah. you know uh character that's to the then thing. make that malicious and evil that's an easy thing to kind of convert and kind of go mm. oh no something that i thought would be funny and safe yeah. for children that's... is now evil and killing them it's just yeah. like that's mm -hmm. you know it may used to have been Quite there. Tropey. However, I feel like there's been so much content which is literally taking clowns and making them horror mm. uh, characters. Mm -hmm. There's more than that than there are of the actual original source of clowns being okay. uh, funny. <laughs> like, well, in, yeah, in modern media, potentially, yeah. Um, I think that's what I've been. Especially when there, there was yeah, a spate of killer clowns, like kind of wandering around fields and like country roads. People were just like. There are killer clowns ever. Not that actually. Was I don't think they actually though. killed anyone. They were just literally just fucking spook, spooking people in the streets. Yeah. Mm. Well, there was that John Wayne Gacy guy who ate a load of people, right, or killed them. And did he eat people? I don't know. If he actually no, ate he, he might have just he messed. He buried them in his house, kids, and killed right, them. Right. Okay. Oh, it was horrible. God. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So at least that... thirty-three young men and boys. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, right, but he was yeah, just a so... clown. So that's, that's, that's scary. That's yeah. He, yeah. That was his day job. 
I don't know if you use the clown thing to lure them in. I don't think that. I think you just. Ugh, it's gross. Mm. Um, anyway, that, that might be the turning point and the inspiration oh. for a lot of horror things. Yeah, I reckon so, yeah. To be yeah. fair, like the popular. And also, it. When was that out? 84 or something like that? Or early 80s? I can't remember. Right. Mm. But that was obviously. Well, the book, I don't know when that came out. Not um, sure. But that was also a very kind of known character. Creepy. What was his actual name? I've forgotten it now. Someone said in the chat, "It." The weird clown from that is freaky, and yeah, yeah. they made mm-hmm. it even freakier now. Um, it's supernatural. It's, uh, Pennywise. Scars guard. Pennywise. That's the one. Pennywise. Pennywise. What's, um, I know you're probably interested in in this one here. This is uh, this says Eminem served pasta to guests as restaurant opening. Uh, can you guess what that um, restaurant's going to be called? Mom's Spaghetti. Mom's Spaghetti. Um, yeah, there's not really much actually, more to this he's story. It's literally opening a pasta restaurant. A pasta restaurant called Mom's Spaghetti in is it New York? Downtown Detroit. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. Um, spaghetti's nine dollars. Spaghetti with balls is twelve dollars. Yeah. Spaghetti with vegan balls is fourteen dollars. Spaghetti sandwich. Spaghetti. A spaghetti sandwich. Who the fuck eats spaghetti in a sandwich? Good oh, God, do, that's I'm mad. Sure. That's a spaghetti texture on bread. Mayhem. Eleven dollars. Nine dollars for spaghetti, though. That's a lot, right? If I could show the trailer for this as well, it's so poorly made. Like maybe that's the like maybe that's a good thing. I don't know, but um, road pasta. Yeah, it's it's really basic. But yeah, he apparently um, Eminem turned up to the opening himself and started serving pasta outside the uh, the venue there. So I mean, this there you go, Mum's spaghetti. It's probably a guaranteed winner. That's got to be a joke. And also, like, the guy is literally just cooking spaghetti and, like, it looks super dry. Whenever I've seen, like, whatever the classic interpretation of spaghetti spaghetti is in in the States, it looks fucking awful. Like, I I watched, um, I'm sure I was watching, I know I was watching, um, for all mankind another really good apple tv tv show um and they're like meant to be in the 50s or the 60s and they're like we're having spaghetti night and they just have like crappy ass thin looking spaghetti and then they're like don't forget your sauce and it's just like a red sauce with like no real texture to it no like no vegetables meat nothing and it's just like bright red as well yeah it's like they're putting fucking like sort of ketchup on pa- mm. like some really shitty American pasta, and it just makes me weep because I mean, not even that the English do it particularly well, but Jesus Christ, America, sort your spaghetti out. Yeah. And that looks shit oh, too. I had real good spaghetti the other day. Completely mm. personal story that has no relevance really. Sure, it's just really nice. good spaghetti. Good spaghetti. Nice. Authentic Italians in Reading, so good. That's good. Oh, oh, well, that's very that's nice. Um, did you have any turkey, mate? I didn't have any turkey. Why? Why would you oh, well, ask? Well, I was just say because um, I've got a story here uh, from Turkey. In fact, I, don't right. to, I wasn't sure how to segue <laughs> that in. Uh, but this story kept coming up <laughs> every time link? I was looking for funny news today. Uh, oh, it yeah, says missing this. man joins search party looking for himself. <laughs> um, it says a missing man in Turkey accidentally joined his own search party for hours before realizing he was the person they were looking for. Um, Wait. His name's Bayan. Yeah, What's your name? Huh, weird. That's I'll my help, name. Guys, all hands on deck. <laughs> Let's get this guy. Um, his name's Bayan Mutlu, and he had been drinking with friends on Tuesday when he wandered into a forest in Bursa in Bursa province. Uh, when he failed well, to return, gone, he left. The amount of fires they've been having. Yeah, right. In, mm. When he failed to return, his wife and friends alerted local authorities, and a search party was sent out. Mr. Mutzloof, 50, uh, then stumbled across the search party and decided to join them. Um, but when members of the search party began calling out his name, he replied, I am here. <laughs> Just in the crowd. <laughs> no, no, that's me. I'm here. He was taken aside by one of the rescue workers to give a statement. He said, don't punish me too harshly, officer. My father will kill me. This guy's 50 years old. My father will kill me. He's worried his father's going to kill him. What a strange... After joining his own search party. Like, imagine him like, wandering over to them like, oh man, sorry guys, I, I've been lost for some time. I, I imagine help. my family are very worried. I think I heard some people calling my name, but who are we searching for? <laughs> who, yeah, who are we looking for? What, yeah. what, what, what's their description? Oh, oh, I don't know. I mean, a little bit like you, I guess. Um, on what's page, your name? But we'll keep looking. Come join us. Their yeah. name is this. And you're like, oh, that's my name. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I am that man. What? That is- You've been here for hours. <laughs> well, 
what's the fucking point of it? <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's such yeah, a that perfect kind of a hat chat funny news. Ridiculous. That's yeah. a real classic. There you go. Right there. That, that, that's the new film title right there. I am here. <laughs> a, st- a story of documentary <laughs> <laughs> hours. Yeah, it could be a real, yeah, a real time like one of those films which is pretty much ninety minutes of real time where he's just yeah. he stumbled upon the party. Okay, so but they're all looking at this panicked moment, suspense. They're like, I found a bit of material. Oh, could it be his? And like, no, it's not Greg's. Greg, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> that wasn't his name. Roll credits, it wasn't Greg. But still, much Greg's loop. a good name for an adaptation, though. Yeah, it's going to be yeah adapted. Of course, <laughs> it's going to have to be American with Chris Pratt playing mm. a Turkish man, of course, a drunk fifty-year-old oh, Turkish man. Yeah, so. Chris, we're going to have to age it up pretty bad for this, bro. Let's not worry. I played Mario like last week. I'll just eat a ton of ice cream and just won't wash for a bit. <laughs> is, that, is that okay? <laughs> Terrifyingly massive weight change. I'll do it. Love it. We'll go down the Christian Bale route. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Well, that's about all we have time for today on Hatch mm-hmm. episode 69. Nice. Um, nice. I hope you've all, you know, we've taken you really to the depths of human experience. Uh, talks about, you know, yeah. what it's makes magical. things magical. And then talking about, you know, existentialism of, you know, how people are very individualistic and stuff. And then ended up with a very individualistic man uh, joining his own search party. So that's a bit ego filled isn't it really yeah, um, i don't think he knew from the sounds of yeah really maybe he was, he was drunk to, he was really i think drunk. the real lesson we learned here is he was just a man trying to find himself yeah wow maybe you can find in yourself the end, he did oh, i am wow. here i am here <laughs> i am here points to his heart oh for fuck's sake fuck off fuck off well, greg we've been out here for hours drone pull away i'd like to give a big thank uh thanks to nerve cluster aka matt for their finger and if you have a musical mind and can create a fingal for us we'd very much appreciate you sending it to hat chat at hat films.com please thank you i want your fingals i'm still dredging through uh the catalog that we've had over the past couple of years it's time for some new stuff so send it on in and also a huge thanks to our patreon supporters who are just keeping us going Every week, uh, you get the ad-free version on Patreon if you don't like the ads on the podcast platforms. And uh, you also get to help choose, in a poll, the hypothetical for each week. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. And you thank also get you credits much. at the end of our YouTube video. So if you want to see the visuals of this, we've got Hatch Out on YouTube. All the episodes mm-hmm. go up there. Uh, anything else? I think that's everything, uh, mate. I just Brilliant. thought of another credit that could come up at the beginning of this film. Go yeah. on. In, a, in association with... His father. <laughs> just, just this. I love this yeah. idea. Let's make a film about it. Yeah. Let's go film a film. It's going to make a we short film about a man that joins yeah. his own search party. That's so um, mental. Who's going who's to play know, a clueless sort of... I probably look closer to 50 than the rest of you. So <laughs> we, can, we can make that work. Have uh, you mm. seen me in Dr. Jesus Trot? I think I can age pretty I did, well. You ate, we aged you well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. You guys I just... Like, you and your crepe, crepe hair and spirit gun. Can really Boom. age a man with a long wizard like you. Do you reckon you could do Big me a Merkin? Merkin, yeah, certainly. we've done Merkins. Yeah. We can do that. <laughs> yeah. The the removal process is quite harsh, but yeah. Oh God, isn't it Ooh. just that blue? <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you all next week because these are weekly now. And if you've missed they any, are. there's 68 to get through. So go back through and enjoy yeah. your weekend. And we'll you started see you next at 69. Week. That's nuts. I know, crazy. Yeah, first one. Nice. More to come. Mm. Anyway, have a great day, everybody. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye.